everybody. Welcome to Rachel's Reviews. And I'm so excited today. I'm doing a special episode where we're talking about my year of theater, musical theater that I have just had the joy of experiencing. And uh, I don't know if anyone would be interested in listening to this podcast, but I thought it would be so much fun to talk about my love of musical theater. And my friend Jax was kind enough to agree to go on this journey with me. So thank you so much. Well, I was honored to be asked, and I think you will be surprised at how many people will be interested in this because there are a lot of theater nerds out there. Identify yourselves because you've got two right here. Please, please share, share. Uh, I don't know if you have been on Rachel's Reviews, so why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Oh, sure. So I'm Jax, and I'm a friend of Rachel's, and I used to host Hallmark Channel's Bubbly Sesh, and now I'm Rachel's co-host on our Sex in the City podcast, and just like that. We're just doing the whole thing. Yeah, We're just yeah. covering it all. Yeah, we have had so much fun. It was definitely a bit of a risk because we never covered mature content on Hallmarkies podcast before. I didn't know if people would be interested in, if people would like it. Uh, I feel like sometimes people pigeon me whole as pigeonhole me as being this like super prudish person, which I'm not uh, just because I cover Hallmark and uh, because I'm Mormon. I, I think I get that. But I I think I, I feel like I'm pretty open if something's quality and it's it is content that's that's meaningful. Uh, then I, I'm up for it. And, and so it was a risk and and it was a special risk to do. And just like that during the Christmas season, when it was, (laughs) but we did it and everybody seemed to really enjoy it. We, they got great numbers. And so we decided to do sex in the city and we've just been having a blast. Oh my gosh. It's been so much fun. And I, I mean, I feel like we've both gotten to push our comfort zones a little in the beginning I think sometimes we would use words that we were like teetering around things and now I think we're really we're getting there I mean by the time season two of and just like that comes out they might have to just hold us back I think so I think it's (laughs) so I'll put the the link for the playlist for that content if you want to check it out I'm really proud of the show. I think it's great. So, uh, yeah. So what happened was when the, when everything got shut down, especially Broadway getting shut down, it made me so depressed, so sad. Uh, and I just love musical theater so much. I love the experience of going to a live, live performance, that energy, that community spirit that you get in shows, especially local shows. And it's something that, has been a part of my life, my whole life. Uh, since I remember when I was 10 or 11, I got a best of Andrew Lloyd Webber cassette tape compilation from my grandma. And we went and saw, gateway, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was my gateway. Listen to it over and over again. I can still hear all those songs in my head. And, uh, and then we went to see Phantom of the Opera in San Francisco when I was, Uh, yeah, right around that age. Uh, and I loved it. It was incredible. And I also remember going to see, uh, the Utah Shakespeare festival with my dad when I was even younger than that. Uh, I remember my, um, one of my teachers was, uh, was in West side story. I saw that really young fourth grade, I think. Uh, I just love musical theater so much. Uh, I love the experience. I, 
even if it's not like the greatest show, there's something about everybody putting in their efforts, putting in their time uh, that just, it's all, all, I can't think of one where it wasn't a positive experience. Uh, and much as I love movies, I love theater even, even more. Uh, what's your experience, Jax, with um, kind of with theater and, uh, and Broadway? Well, I love that you're saying that because I am definitely one of those people that even a bad show is a good show to yeah. me. Just the act of being gathered together in a room with a bunch of people that are down to have a good time and to be touched and to feel all sorts of emotions. I've been doing theater since I was a little girl, probably five or six. And I like going to see theater as much as I love doing theater. It's always been a part of my life. And yeah, during the, the depths of the pandemic, um, there were <laughs> a few very, very dramatic nights where I remember being on my couch and just sobbing and uh. wailing and saying, will theater ever come back the way that it used to be? Because for a while, yeah, it was pretty dark for, for us, uh. Rachel. I feel like we yeah. both did not know if it was coming back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because even before there were rough times. It was, it, Broadway was, was struggling before the pandemic and certainly local theater, uh, would struggle even more and so now when you have a two-year break I was like how can it survive can it come back I it, it was a serious concern and and uh, I think that Broadway is really one of America's great gifts to the world culturally uh, yeah. there's not that many things that really start in America and uh, broad uh, Broadway that the Broadway musical is, is basically one of those things. I mean, you had uh, the, it basically went from your uh, vaudeville scene uh, to like light opera, Gilbert and Sullivan, uh, Pirates of Penzance, things like that, to, and Showboat, to then Oklahoma being the first actual book Broadway musical in 1943. And, and so a, the you just think of of how much that has added to music and uh and art and i it's just it's an incredibly special precious thing that uh that to me uh should not be taken lightly yeah i completely agree and i think that on any level whether it's broadway you know the highest professional level or to regional, to community, everything about theater. It, it just helps us understand what it means to be human yeah. and really to even elevate above that too. Because in a musical, it's like, sometimes in life, I don't feel like I even have the right tools or words to express how I'm feeling. But then in a musical where this song just sort of organically comes out of someone, yeah. it's like, oh, that actually is how I'm feeling, but I don't even know how to express it in just regular words. Yeah. I was just uh, at the Drowsy Chaperone. This is one of the ones I saw, tw I've seen twice this year. And uh, the at the end, they talk about uh, the man in the couch talks, the uh, man in the chair talks about how a musical gives you a tune to sing when, to hum when you're feeling blue. And I, I, like, that is so true. <laughs> and um, so, what was the first, do you remember the first Broadway show you ever saw? 
The first Broadway show I ever saw was, I think it was Annie. Okay. And yeah. It yeah. was when, so there was a revival of Annie that I saw too. And actually one of my students was in that revival. But before that, I don't know if you remember this, Rachel, because we're around the same age, but they did like a national search for Annie and it was oh, on yeah. like 2020. Do you remember this? Yeah. Yes. And then they actually switched who was playing Annie. There was this whole thing about it. And that was the first thing that I saw on Broadway. Um, and I remember, I mean, I ended up playing Annie a few years later when I was way too old in high school, but it was always my dream role. And to see that on Broadway twice was like completely transcendent once when I was, you know, a little girl and then once yeah. as, you know, an adult woman. What about you? What was your the first on Broadway musical I ever saw was Les Miserables. Uh, it was when I was 15, I, my 14 or 15 freshman of high school, we, uh, we went on a tour with my choir or we went up to a competition and we got to, as part of the competition, cause that we were in Maryland. And so we went up to, to New York and part of the competition, uh, you got to pick whether you wanted to see cats or like this. <laughs> miss and I literally knew every single line to that show if, if they needed an, a quick understudy for any role I could have gone on yeah and I I had seen the 10th anniversary concert that they did on PBS so many times and I just loved it I loved the music I loved the message I loved the everything. I think it's, it's still my all-time favorite. It'll never be topped. It's just too nostalgic, too emotional to everything. And, and, uh, I, I love the whole message of that, of forgiveness, of redemption. Uh, and, uh, I think it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful story. And, uh, so it's, it's one of those ones like, I know the movie has flaws, but it's just still lame is to me. And it's, so I'm never, it's impossible to do lame is wrong for me. I just love it. So, well, I got to give you a little pat in the back because at that time, and cats is cats is great too. And it ran for so long for a reason, yeah, 18 years. About it. but oh my gosh, it's how long it was. <laughs> But I feel like even a, a, a young adolescent Rachel already had her Rachel Reviews kind of critic hat on that she knew that Les Mis would be the better choice for her to see. Yeah. And I have seen it three times on Broadway. Uh, it, it's, I just, I love it. I love Les Mis. And that's why it was such kismet when I started this whole year of theater that the first show that I saw was Les Mis. I just thought oh, that I was incredible. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's really special. <laughs> yes. Uh, so what happened was I was so sad about Broadway and just so worried. And so I made a goal to myself that when I was vaccinated, I was going to support local theater as much as I possibly could. And it was like the best goal ever. Like, what an awesome goal to see all these shows well, and do all that. these that's things. It was amazing. Boring, or that's not like, oh, uh, like, you know, I feel like I make these goals that it's like, you know, I want to do these things. It's like, okay, I'm going to be responsible about this. It's like, you're actually doing something that is just soul affirming and great and feels yeah, good. I mean, who cares about, like, you know, losing weight or like these other goals? No, 
I'm going to see musical theater. And <laughs> it was so there were some, definitely some days where I was like, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to go to the show, but I already paid. I got the tickets. And then I was always glad after there was never a time when I was like, oh, but I did, I felt like that was such kismet that the first show back was at, hey, there's the theater here, which next time you come out, you, we will definitely have to go to Hale Center Theater. It's, it's an incredible, uh, there's Hale Center Theater. And then there's also one uh, in Orem, Hale Center Theater Orem, that they do Broadway level quality. I mean, they are expensive but so they charge probably um but uh, the thing about theater it's expensive but you know what it's like it makes yeah. sense why it's expensive there's you feel like people <laughs> yeah there's it's great theaters i mean there's so many great theaters here in utah that's one of the incredible things about living here is just this the the amount of love that we have for the arts and um, we have one of the best symphonies in the country in the world we, we have one of the best ballet companies in the world at ballet west we have we just have such an incredible scene uh, where there's all these like little wonderful gems. Like I, one of my favorite finds was this uh, theater called the Pleasant Grove Players. And this is in the, this town of Pleasant Grove in the library. They have a little, a tiny little theater and this, this couple, they put on musicals like three, four times a year. And uh, they were doing it for years. I'd never heard of it until I started this whole thing, which is the gift of this whole experience. And they did the, they did. She loves me, which is one of my favorites. I, I, I don't know if you know that show, but I love the show. And uh, the, the couple that were playing the leads and she loves me were a married couple in real life. And they were so great. And you're just in this tiny, I mean, a hundred people, maybe it's tiny theater in this library. And it was just such a great experience. It was awesome. I just uh, think that sounds so darling. Yeah. And like someone should make a docu-series about that. <laughs> yeah. Really? I should. There was actually a really great documentary last year that was at um, South by Southwest called Alien on Alien on Stage. And it's about, it follows this group uh, in um like wales i think it is it's in england over in england and they they every year they would put on this local production of uh some uh some play some musical and uh or play and uh for charity they would do it for i forget what the charity was but one year they decide to adapt ridley scott's alien movie onto the stage and this this documentary follows them through the whole thing and then it people love it so much because that they made all the costumes and they did everything that they actually then did a west end production of it in london and so it follows them all the way through the whole thing and it was so cute and charming and how they make like the um, xenomorph costume and Yay. and they made it out of like styrofoam and like fine cleaners and stuff it's a, a really you'd love it it's really good I love that too because I think sometimes with theater something might seem like it's an outlandish idea that no one will relate to or like and ironically those are the things that really seem to catch fire because yeah, yeah. They're so niche but in all reality like I said all us theater nerds are like no that's the thing we want Mm -hmm. yeah it's so much fun well so I kind of divided the shows so I ended up seeing 
in the, in the year since, so I got my vaccination on the 31st of March. And I think I went to the first show on like April 15th or 16th. So in that year, I have seen 72 shows slash concerts, <laughs> including two New York trips, which is, <laughs> but I, I just wanted to support theater as much as possible. And most of these were under $20 local, small theaters like that, often under $10. And so it was a joy, a joy. <laughs> well, and that's so important too, because it, it brought so much joy to you, but also you're giving a ton of support to an industry that really needs it right now. So I had, I have I kind of divided the shows into different categories that I thought we'd talk about. And you can share ones that you've seen and that maybe fit this category or whatever. Um, so first is classic shows. And so the, there's some classic shows that I got to see. I got to see Les Mis, as I said. I got to see Phantom of the Opera on Broadway this last trip, which was unbelievable. Uh, it was, I, I wasn't actually even planning on seeing it because I wasn't sure when we'd get in on Thursday and we were actually planning on getting together uh -huh. on Thursday. Um, and then when that all, when that didn't work out, I wanted to see if there was something at eight o'clock as opposed to seven o'clock, because we didn't get to the hotel till about six fifteen, six thirty, And that would be tight, you know, to, to get to seven o'clock. You'd, you'd be like sprinting to the theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Phantom was one that was playing at eight o'clock. And I was so impressed. I thought it was just, I loved the music and the spectacle of it. The awe, it was great. Uh, that was really fun. Some others that I saw is The Sound of Music. Uh, the I saw Annie Get Your Gun. I saw Annie. Uh, Rent, uh, for the first time. I had never seen Rent, which was exciting to get to finally see it. Uh, and uh, Guys and Dolls. And that was an incredible I performance. I love Guys and yeah. Dolls. Uh, then I saw Funny Girl on Broadway, the new uh, revival. So that was with Jax. Yeah, yes. Really <laughs> uh, and then I saw Bye Bye Birdie, which was really fun because it was a local production in Lehigh uh, at the, they, they actually did it at Lehigh High School. And Bye Bye Birdie was a show that I was in in high school. So that was very nostalgic for me. I mean, I was just, a, uh, I was a, a teenager in the Hello Song. Oh my God, uh, the phone call song. Everything though. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we heard you got banned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I was an adult in the kids song. Oh, oh okay. you get the best today. of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> kids. <laughs> they don't listen to anything you say. <laughs> uh, and so that was really fun. I enjoyed every single one of these shows. Uh, there's some that, uh, I mean, pretty much all of these shows have a dated element of some kind in them. Uh, and I'm curious kind of what you do with that when you go see a show and you're like, oh, cringe, but, uh, but it's still like, <laughs> I am very, I don't know if this is a, a, a positive or a negative thing about my personality. I think there's probably times when it can go in either direction, but I am able to, with theater especially, separate that and, and take into account when it was written, the intention behind it, and still enjoy for what it is. It doesn't mean that those little things don't bubble up within you and they might make you a little angry or, like you said, cringe or feel awkward, but I'm, I'm mostly able to not let it 
color the whole experience for me. Yeah. Same with me. I I'm able to kind of put it in a, in a spot and, and not have it bother me too much, especially if it's a classic show. I also saw music man. That was the other one, the classic yes. show. Uh, and uh, which also has some, some problematic moments. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely, especially catchy tunes, catchy tunes. Yeah, catchy tunes. <laughs> I was talk a little. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the weakest of this group is probably sound of music actually, even though I love the movie so much, I think it is one where the movie is a lot better than the, uh, than the, the original show. They definitely elevated it because the, the movie takes out two songs from, uh, from, uh, the Max and the Baroness sing, which make them seem a lot more cold hearted, those songs. And they're just not great songs. So that was a good move. They also, in the movie, they switch and have the, they have the, um, my favorite things in the spot where the lonely go herder song is. So, uh, so in the, in the show, you have her singing the lonely go herder when the kids are scared which I think it works a lot better the way they have it in the movie. And I don't know, I just think the movie is far superior to the, the Which musical. is a lot of times quite rare for mm-hmm. musical, for musical theater like that. So I, but I think you're right in this instance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have, have, you, have you gotten to see Rent? Have you seen that on stage? So- no. And I remember growing up, I was listening to the CD on repeat. I've seen the movie, um, but I've never seen Rent on stage. And I'm so fascinated by the whole story. Like I loved Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, I think that the musical itself was so revolutionary for its time. And all the songs, again, darn catchy songs. I remember it like every rehearsal in high school and college, it was like, 500 <laughs> everyone just belting it at the top of their lungs yeah but I wish I would have seen it on stage yeah I had never seen it of course yeah I knew the music and the, I'd seen the movie the movie's not the best I appreciate what they were trying to do with the movie having the original cast but they were all too old to play those roles uh so it didn't really work I think they had the best of intentions but it was so fun to see uh, I saw the uh I saw it at a place called Opa, which is in Layton, which is a, probably an hour from my house. So it's a, it's a drive, uh, but, uh, but it was worth it. It's a really fun theater that uh, is a kind of theater in the round. It's a small, it feels like you're in like somebody's basement watching this tiny little uh, production, but they do a great job and they had great talent. And it was, a, it was, it was perfect for, you know, for a show like Rent, a perfect choice. Uh, so when you were younger and you were listening to the music. Did you know what everything meant? Cause I did it. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I just was checking because I, there are just things I didn't get. No, no. And I would have been, I, I, that was kind of show that I probably had to sneak most of the songs. My mom would not have allowed me to listen to that uh, so speaking of that, I have a whole list of what I call adult shows, and these are a little more 
little more mature shows and this was a great gift to to this year of seeing shows that I'd heard about I heard songs but I just had never never seen them uh, and I would include in that list I have take me out which I just saw the play on Broadway company which I saw twice um once on Broadway and once locally both incredible um next to normal I saw and that was at a end of the version of company I saw is at Midvale Main Street Theater. And this was another hidden gem here in Utah that the performances were absolutely outstanding, better than anything, or at least as good as anything I saw on Broadway. They are were outstanding for Next to Normal and for Company. It was so well done. If you ever come, I'll take you to this theater too. It's it's excellent. And it's just like in the middle of nowhere, you would never guess that there was this quality of, of performances at, in this, in, on main street in this tiny little town in, in Midvale, Utah, but it, it was so good. <laughs> I do think that there is this sort of purity that people who are completely immersing themselves yeah. in the show, they have, you know what I mean? And it doesn't mean like and I find that whether it's regionally or community theater, wherever it is, just people who are living their dream and getting to do what they want to do. I think that that's sort of what takes a show to the next level. Yeah. You can feel the energy and the chemistry and just the community spirit, even on Broadway. I was saying that there, this, the recent revival of music band wasn't the greatest thing I've ever seen. It was fine. It was good, but it was made great by the fact that there was obviously so much love put into it. And it was such a, there was that community feel on Broadway and everybody was so joyful that it would be like, not liking a puppy, you know, I mean, it's not, <laughs> you have to like it. um, but uh, some more that I saw, I saw the last five years, which was so exciting for me. Cause I knew that, uh, that show so well, but I'd never actually seen it. I'd seen the movie. Uh, but this was a great production. It was just two people in the show. I mean, that's always the way it is, but in this one, and uh, they were incredible. It was at, it's at this place called the Mid Valley Performing Arts Center, which they just finished. It's this gorgeous building. It is so beautiful. I was saying, I just went there to see Ghost the Musical just last week. And I was saying, if I were to get married, I think I'd want to get married there. It is so beautiful, this building. And, uh, and the sad part is, is that they got it finished in uh in early 2020 and so they they haven't really been able to kind of get off the ground i think the way it deserves because it is again such a beautiful beautiful venue and uh so hopefully uh they will be able to kind of get going but it was it was tough timing but it was incredible have you have you ever heard the last five years yeah so actually i saw it at a local theater when i was maybe 18 or 19. And I went with, um, one of my best friends at the time and she and I got completely obsessed with it. And I think that it was one of, you know, I had grown up watching and singing and doing mostly classic musical theater, guys and dolls, music man, Oklahoma, all of that stuff. And when I saw this musical, it changed my idea of what a musical could be. And then I discovered Sondheim and things like that. But the last five years, 
even now I think about that and there are certain lines in that that break my heart. I think it is a beautiful show. Yeah. When you say, see, I'm smiling. <laughs> oh. And you know, and that's that's the crazy thing about that show. You see that you you have information about Kathy's future that she doesn't have. And you see how she has this spirit of it's all going to work out. It's going to be great. You know, at the end, you also see his, you can see his point of view with how needy she is. Like he shouldn't cheat. Obviously that's wrong, but you can see why she maybe is not the most pleasant person to live with too. Um, so you can you know kind what? of, Honest, I had a hard time relating to that. Cause like, I'm that nightmare person. <laughs> like I'm like Kathy where I'm like, especially she's struggling so hard as an actor and he's just killing it in the writing world and mm-hmm. his star is on the rise. And then she's going to all these auditions and feeling exhausted. Yeah. And I think that that's, I don't give Jamie enough grace, but I give Kathy all the grace in the world. So that's on me. <laughs> Just 22, the savior of writing. <laughs> yes. Okay. Exactly. Uh-huh. Okay. Another one that was adult themed that I saw just last week. I saw Fun Home, which is uh, Alison Bechdel's uh, family story and her, her father, who is a closeted gay man, and he ends up committing suicide. This thing is deep and tough and very difficult. I, I, I thought it was very moving. Bring your tissues. Uh, I didn't think that the songs were quite as memorable as I was hoping they would be, but nevertheless, it was definitely a moving show. A ring of keys is my favorite yeah, song. Yeah. That show. Oh. And, and like that one is so, yeah, that's extremely memorable. And I think that the way she describes that is. Yeah, that's, yeah. True. It's a really interesting brutal. insight, you know, of, uh, yeah, it really. And again, that's another show that makes you realize that musical theater can be all these things that we didn't realize it could be back when the form was evolving. Now it, it continues to evolve, but yeah. That's and it has three different Allison's that are all part of the show. And uh, yeah, I mean, I got to give her tons of credit to put all that out there. That took guts. Yes. Took guts. Uh, so so then another one I actually saw on Broadway in October was Waitress. And uh, of course, you know, it's a very tricky one because you have, you have the, uh, the woman cheating and I, you know, I don't like defending cheating, but I don't feel like they really do. Uh, I feel like she knows it's not a good decision. It's never a good decision. It's, It's not really justifying it, but she's just in such a toxic place. And then she kind of digs her way out of it by the end. So I, I really enjoyed it. I think the songs are really strong and I think it's better than the movie. The movies, I didn't hardly remember. I, I do too. And this one's a really special one for me because it was my first show back, um, seeing it on Broadway. And I sat front row and I went by myself and they did the tribute to Nick Cordero who passed away from oh. COVID. And he was part of the, of the Broadway cast of Waitress and his wife, Amanda Klutz was there. And I, I mean, I did, I'm going to cry thinking about it. I, I didn't stop crying from the moment I like stepped in a theater until, and I I couldn't even go home right away. I needed to just walk around and process, you know, everything I had felt. So it's, it's a beautiful show. So good. 
Um, then we saw Funny Girl, and I would count that as an adult show. I would too. about marriage and uh, and I I think that they they did a lot. I, I watched the movie on the plane ride back because I'd never seen it actually, and because uh, I'd heard it wasn't that good. It's way too long, um, and I don't love the movie. Um, I feel like the show she was amazing and the songs are really great and i actually thought they had incredible chemistry i don't love the story of just sort of this toxic marriage <laughs> um, but it's it's still enough it's certainly the good far outweighs the negatives and they did improve like i said i saw the movie and they did improve i think as much as they could uh with the new book uh that uh, they took out some <laughs> some stuff and they tried to make it more 2022 i think uh the only, the only real complaint i had with it was i wasn't crazy about her costumes i felt like they made her look old and kind of frumpy uh where she's a beautiful woman um but it was it was i really enjoyed it yeah you know i think that the character of fanny bryce and the way that beanie played her i mean just transcendent she's hilarious she's vulnerable it's wonderful the the way you said about it, it's essentially the story of a toxic marriage I mean that's true and I wish that the story could be a little bit more about how triumphant and amazing and unique this woman is we have all of that but it still doesn't feel like that's where the story ends and I feel like there could just be a few little tweaks that would make it more about her journey to triumph and stardom and success rather than the toxicity of their marriage. Agreed. Uh, so another adult show that I saw is the band's visit. This was the, uh, the touring company actually that came to Eccles and this is based on the movie and I actually wasn't a big fan of this one. I just felt like the songs were very forgettable. I mean, I still had a good time because it's a show and, and whatever. And, um, I love, I love going to shows, but I don't know. I just felt like it was really bland. I was thinking this is the show that beat Mean Girls and Frozen. I don't understand that. I don't I understand that. What's I don't even know the premise. Like for some reason, this has not been on my radar. Like more yeah. awesomeness was in it, right? No. Uh, well, not that I'm aware of. I don't know. But uh, no, you're thinking of Bandstand. Yes, I am. That's one she was in. So yes, the I band's am. the band's visit is a. It's based on a, there's a movie. And I don't know if it's based on a true story or not, but anyway, the movie, it's about this uh, Egyptian band that comes through in, to an Israeli town and uh, they, they're actually in the wrong town. There's a town by the same name, but they're in the wrong town. And so there's all these uh, you know, Jewish people that are all of a sudden having to be kind of welcoming to this, this group of Arab band members. And they end up spending the the night together helping them and finding them place to stay and whatever it's a very sweet story uh but i don't know i just the songs just didn't do it for me there's a no. there's one really great song uh called omar sharif uh where she sings about watching omar sharif at, um but i don't know i just i just didn't quite get it i guess it's funny i i the, now that you're saying that it's jogging my memory that when my, my friend Zern was in Mean Girls and they did like a, I can't remember if it was Today's Show or Good Morning America, but oh, they yeah. did like a Broadway thing. And I went to see her and support her, but each of the shows that were on Broadway did a number and Band's Visit was there. 
but I don't really remember their number, yeah. which probably talks, you know, adds to what you're saying that. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was I remember that same, that they did something. it was that same Tony season, Frozen the Musical yes. and Mean Girls and, and uh, the band's visit. But anyway, uh, it's something. And then of course I got to see Hamilton in January. So that was amazing. I love Hamilton. I, I just, it's so energetic, so fun. Uh, you know, of course we got it on Disney plus as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the mixture of the hip hop and Broadway. So many great songs, uh, such an interesting peek into history. I, so that was incredible. I got to see it with my parents. This was the second time that I've seen it on stage. So, and and those songs are catchy. You can't get them out of your head if you want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so good. And then we already talked about rent, but I got to, I saw rent. So that was sort of my adult shows list. Yeah. Rent is definitely adult. Yes. (laughs) Drug use, uh, sex, you know, lots of exciting stuff. So, yeah. And then, so based off of movies, uh, these are shows that were movies first and then Broadway shows second. We have Matilda, which I was kind of slightly disappointed by. I, I I thought the second half was stronger than the first half and the parents are hilarious, but the whole sort of fantasy element that they weave in, there's this, um, they're telling a, a, a story um, to Matilda in the library. I don't know. I, that part didn't really work for me. Um, but it's cute. I mean, still fun. I've never seen Matilda, but I, I coach young actors. A lot of them girls between the ages of like eight and 13. So I have basically done the same Matilda sides probably a hundred times with different (laughs) girls. So I know I know little pockets of the show very, very well. And a lot of the songs, um, it's interesting because Matilda is the new Annie for like, you know, that makes sense. It was our age. Every little girl who was in musical theater wanted to be Annie and now they all want to be Matilda, but woof Matilda is I think a much more difficult role than Annie you're juggling this accent and then there's really I mean monologues like Shakespearean level monologues for this young girl to do and not that Annie isn't a challenging role because it is I mean she's an orphan she's got some stuff going on but Matilda's got some like deep-seated stuff that they really delve into more so yeah it is not it is not an easy role for a young woman to tackle. Oh, yeah. And they did an incredible job with this production that I saw in Salt Lake. It was really good. Uh, the, especially the, like I said, the parents were so funny. It was just the fantasy part that I didn't yeah. love. Um, so, so some others, uh, the, there's a couple that are, uh, that are based on kind of classic musicals. So we have Seven Brides for Seven Brothers and Thoroughly Modern Millie. And both of these, I I mean, Thoroughly Modern Millie has a couple really good songs, but then it has this whole plot line of the, of, of the sex trafficking of the, which is just weird. And the whole portrayal of the Chinese innkeeper lady was really cringy and and tough and if they do a new book on that if they ever revival it they need to get just x out that whole character it doesn't need to be there it doesn't make sense it's just not funny it's not good 
Yeah, that's that's another interesting one that like is not old enough that you can almost excuse the weird stuff in it, but you're like, I mean, yeah, let's let's get this on track because there's so much good in there. But yeah. and the problem with Seven Brides for Seven Brothers is is when you see in a lot of these movies too, musical adaptations, is that the uh is that the new songs were all forgettable. And then they cut out a couple of the songs from the movie. Like uh, if you get married, uh, the June bride song, that's not in yeah. there. There was a couple other ones that weren't in there. And, and then the new songs that they added, not great. Uh, so I saw Shrek the musical and I had low expectations because I'm not that big of a Shrek person. The parody gets kind of old for me. And I just don't, I just don't love it, but I thought this show was great. <laughs> it was definitely the biggest surprise of anything that I saw. It was so funny. And especially anything with Lord Farquaad was incredible. I saw it at the Murray Amphitheater here and they, it was so hot the night. It was in the summer. It was so hot and they had all these heavy costumes. I don't know how they got through it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but they did an incredible job. Everybody was so good. And I just, I couldn't believe how good I thought it was. I loved the songs. I thought it was so funny. Uh, and so if you ever get a chance, have you seen this? I saw um, a, a boy I used to babysit for was in a um, elementary school production. Oh, of Shrek. Shrek Jr. Yeah, it was Shrek Jr. But so I haven't seen a full production or a professional production, but it really charmed me. Yeah, it was so funny. I just, especially Lord Farquaad just cracked me up. That was very good. Uh, and uh, so I saw some Christmas. I saw the Christmas story, which I really enjoyed. It's, it yeah. was adapted by uh, by Pasek and Paul, who did La La Land and The Greatest Showman. And I thought it was really good and i loved the I, it's a, a theater here called center point legacy theater and they always do an incredible job broadway level quality absolutely incredible and uh, they did an incredible job on this and it was really fun because my friend does the lighting i mean does the sound for uh for center point and so she took me uh to the i got to see all the sets and and they did an incredible job with the sets so that was really fun um then i also saw elf the musical and i saw a very lovely group of people doing this they were they were they did a great job i didn't love the adaptation i didn't really love the songs and i don't know i just it just wasn't my favorite um but i thought that they did a great job with it uh so that was fun i'm in the minority of just everyone that the movie is cute, but it's not even one of my favorite Christmas movies. So I don't have a particular desire to see mm. the musical. Yeah. yeah. Um, some more, I saw Mean Girls, the Broadway touring company. That was incredible. Um, I saw Sister Act with my niece. So that was fun. She was in town and uh, I'm not like the biggest Sister Act fan, but it is main, it's Alan Menken, his, his music. And he always does an incredible job. Uh, but we had such a good time going together and it does have some fun bops, some fun songs. Um, I listen to that soundtrack cause I love the movie, but I don't know that the, the mm -hmm. stage show at all. Yeah. Uh, and then waitress I saw, we talked about, uh, legally blonde. The musical was so good. This was also at OPA that did rent. They did an incredible, it was so good. The girl who played Elle, 
She was adorable. I loved her so much. She's kind of, I would say she's like a normal sized woman, plus size, whatever. And she totally captured Belle, I'm Elle Woods perfectly, but she was so cute. I loved her so much. Um, And it was really fun to see somebody not stick thin play her. Which I hope that we're going that way with, I mean, not just musical theater, but with just every, Mm -hmm. everything out there. Like we need lots of kinds of diversity and body diversity is at the forefront of that. It should be as well. Yeah. And then I saw a ghost musical, which I'd heard really bad things about, but I actually really enjoyed. Uh, I thought it was good. I mean, it's the story of ghosts. I mean, is exactly the story. I mean, and I thought the songs were were pretty good. And uh, I, the, the, the guy who played the boyfriend in next to normal, uh, when I saw that, that the, the girl's boyfriend in next to normal was playing the lead guy in ghost the musical and so now i've like i feel like i've i've immersed myself so much that now i'm starting to kind of know the crop of local actors you know i'm seeing them and things in different performances and different it's kind of fun that way uh but um but i liked it i thought it was good um and then uh i saw actually a high school production of anastasia uh, because I don't normally go to high school productions, but I just really wanted to see it and it was playing and they do a great job here in Utah with these high school productions. Uh, but I didn't love it. I didn't love the show. I, I love the movie and I understand certain things in the movie would have to be taken out, but I just felt like in doing so they made it kind of boring. Um, they made it really serious. There's like almost no levity. Um, it's, it's kind of a, a war story like the the big villain is a this this war captain um who's hunting them down and i don't know i just didn't love it like i thought i was going to they did a great job i'm incredible he is so delightful yeah like there's darker elements obviously and you've got like the uh you know it's sort of kind of like pocahontas where it's sort of awkward because it's real life stuff and you know we're turning into uh a animated musical but I don't know this to me, they, they kind of overcorrected. I, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and then little shop of horrors I saw on Broadway and that was so much fun. A lot of people don't realize that it was a, a non-musical movie. Uh, and I think there are actually two movies, uh, before it became, uh, before, before it was adapted as a musical by Mencken and Ashman. Uh, but it's so fun and it's so good. It's so weird. And so I enjoy it on that level. <laughs> and the songs are great. Yeah. 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 Um, so then also the Disney, uh, Disney movies made into musicals. I saw Hunchback Notre Dame twice, which I don't love that movie. I, I admire it in certain ways, but I think that they made a serious upgrade when they transferred it over to Broadway is way better, uh, in my opinion. Um, but, uh, so I saw that twice at two different theaters, uh, the newsies, which I love, I think it's a significant upgrade as well from the, uh, the movie, the movie I enjoy, but they got rid of all the adult characters basically, except for Pulitzer in, uh, in the musical. And I think that was very smart. <laughs> oh yeah. And I mean, getting to see them dance in oh, yeah. person 
of course, Newsies is actually going to be one of those, you're like, yeah, a, a hundred times over. I'll see that on stage before I watch the movie. Although Christian Bale, yeah, he's a hottie. Yeah, I mean, you got to love Christian Bale singing Santa Fe and everything. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> uh, then I saw Frozen, the musical, which is the second time that I've seen it. I saw it when it was in development in Denver. So it was fun to get to see it uh, here. And I mean, it's it's great. I mean, I love Frozen uh, and I think it's a great, the new songs are great. Uh, the the uh, the way that they they make the ice crystals through the lighting, the lighting is really cool. And uh, the different costumes and everything, I think uh, her, her, her Let It Go costume change is really great. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Your heart is just beating so fast. <laughs> How they gonna do it? How they gonna do it? And then the reveal happens. Yeah, I that show's epic. It's really good. Um, then I saw Aladdin uh, just last this last trip, and that was really good. And I think it it's benefited from the fact that it has some original Ashman Mankin songs to, for the new songs, because that's where a lot of these Disney musicals can lose me is the new songs. Uh, something I like little, the Little Mermaid. All the new songs are, are completely forgettable, and I didn't like. I didn't love the little mermaid, uh, especially them making Ursula and Triton siblings. That was stupid. I didn't like that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I haven't seen it. They made them siblings. Yeah. It was stupid. <laughs> Ursula is his sister. <laughs> I'm like, he's oh. not, she's not even the same species. She's yeah, not. She's I don't an octopus. What, so Rachel, just putting your like critical thinking hat on because you've seen it. What do you think they were thinking that that would add? Like, because Disney is obsessed with with villain origin stories and motivation. You can't just have somebody be evil. You have to give them this this motivation to explain why they're the way they are. And it's so I'm so tired of it. It's so annoying. <laughs> we don't need to know. We'll just accept no. it. Like, and I mean, that's another advantage of of Aladdin is they just Jafar's just Jafar he's just greedy. He wants power. They don't, we don't need the song of Jafar explaining his tortured past and his parental abandonment and his daddy. You know, we don't need it. It makes me crazy. I hate it. You and I should collaborate on a musical called Jafar's Daddy Issues. <laughs> Not every villain needs to be Thanos. Okay. We don't need <laughs> Please. I miss just dishy fun Disney villains. <laughs> That's what we want. Give the people what they want. Yes, please. We don't uh, need to know the story behind it because we don't need to empathize with them. Yeah. And I mean, I was so glad when I heard they were not going to do the Gaston series on Disney Plus because I'm thinking, what on earth? You're going to have a whole series about a character that doesn't think women should read or have ideas? Like, what? <laughs> Look, it's not good for a woman to read. So she starts getting ideas and thinking. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Gaston, not that hot either. So I'm not invested. <laughs> like I mean, Luke there's Evans he's pretty hot but oh, oh, like the real human yeah yes. yeah yeah <laughs> the cartoon version yeah they were gonna do a series it's so ridiculous i'm just thinking what on earth but they canceled it thank thank the lord um but that was the last one that i saw was uh, i saw 
of Disney was I did see a version of Beauty and the Beast, which I've seen a million versions, including on Broadway. And I it is really great. They did a great job with that one, the first one. And uh, the new songs are really good. And I mean, it's just such a beautiful story that yeah. I love it. You know, the beauty is is found within. So uh, then uh, we're almost done. So I did go to some concerts. I saw, I went to the Utah Symphony three times. I saw the a Christmas concert with Jody Benson, which was amazing, of course, because Jody Benson is my hero. I love her so much. And of course she did some of the little mermaid songs and it was so good. Uh, then I also saw what's really fun. Utah symphony does these, uh, these symphonic concerts, uh, with, uh, movie scores, uh, and where they play the score as you're watching the movie. And so I went to back to the future, which it was really fun. It's probably not like the best one to go with a score because it has so many, uh, like the power of love and things like that, that they can't, you know, they just play those songs. Uh, whereas like, it's probably best to go to one that's like full symphonic, full mm-hmm. instrumental, but nevertheless, it was still really fun. I highly oh, recommend it. If you get to, so yeah, if you get to go to one of those, I it's, it's really great. And, uh, and then I went to a concert in February called the Roger Hammerstein, uh, Broadway uh, Broadway, uh, concert where they had soloists and did all the classic, bra- uh, Rogers and Hammerstein, uh, songs, the, you know, Oklahoma carousel, sound of music, all of that, um, South Pacific. It was really fun. I remember seeing carousel for the first time when I was really little at a, at a it was a local, but professional theater. So it was the touring company mm-hmm. and, Oh, I, again, at that point in time, I thought that musicals were all happy and fun and light. And I think I was 10 and it just slayed me. But then I thought, oh, great. This is another thing that musicals can make you feel. They can make you, they have more depth to them, but whoa. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it has some stuff that's really not dated. Like when somebody hurts you, that's, you know, that they love you. (laughs) Awkward. Um, but the songs, but the songs are really great. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, you'll never walk alone at the end. Oh, I cannot hear that song without falling to pieces. Yeah, it's so good. And I saw Michael Bublé in concert, and that was really incredible. It's my fourth time seeing him. I love him so much. You've seen him he, four times. I've seen him four times. Yeah, I I love him so so much. The only one I've seen more. Well, now actually, I think it's equal. I've seen Josh Groban four times also. Oh, I yeah. I love both of them so much. They're songbirds. I mean, it just floats <laughs> on out of their, their being. Yeah. Uh, and so then I this was probably the third thing that I saw was uh, at the Eccles uh, Center here. They did a concert of Andrew Lloyd Webber's greatest hits, which was so much fun. Again, it was such kismet because, you know, the very first thing I see is Les Mis. One of the other very first things I see is, you know, I told you the first thing I ever got was this cassette tape of Andrew Lloyd Webber. And so here I basically, that's what the show was. It was the best of Andrew Lloyd Webber. And it was so fun. (laughs) 
it, that is when things like that happen, sometimes you feel like it really is a gift from God or a gift from the universe. Just telling you like everything is going to be okay. Yeah. Theater's coming back. It's always been a part of your life. And here we are again. It's been a dark, dark time. <laughs> and I need it. We needed that. Because this was just like April, 2021. I mean, I needed to know that it was going to be I needed to hear some Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, <laughs> so that was great. And then the Lara Bell Bundy concert, that was the other one that I mentioned. Uh, so, He's so, so fun and cute. Um, and I also saw the Nutcracker, uh, which is incredible. Ballet West is absolutely phenomenal. So that was, that was fun. I um, feel and then watching ballerinas. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. They're so amazing. <laughs> Um, oh, and I forgot Footloose. That's another one that was uh, a movie to a show. I don't love that show. That's probably why I forgot it. <laughs> I don't, I don't. It's funny. Um, I've never seen the movie and I've never seen the show. I know the songs. Mm -hmm. I know the premise, but I just have never seen either. And it's a weird thing that I can't believe I've even managed to avoid it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it had some good songs, uh, but I don't know. I just, I, I like the movie. The movie's more of a drama than you think. It's kind of like Dirty Dancing in that way. Like both of them, people think are like, they describe them as rom-coms, but I'm like, have you actually seen them? Cause they're really not. Let me break this <laughs> down for you. It's not. <laughs> no. um, so shows that I saw twice, I saw Daddy Long Lakes twice, which I think is one of the most underrated musicals ever written. It's so good. I absolutely love the songs and it's basically just a two-person show and uh it's so charming you should look up look up the daddy long legs cast album yeah. it's so good uh and um uh and then i saw music band twice i saw it on broadway which was really fun and then i saw it at center point legacy theater they did a version last year which was amazing it was so good um and i saw a show called bright star which is one of my favorite shows if like it's it's pushing up there with Les Mis I really? love this show yeah I love it that much it is so great I love the songs I love the story it's emotional but it doesn't forget to have lighter moments it just tells these people's lives and it's so beautiful and I just it was my favorite show of all the shows that I saw last year um and, uh, and when I gave out my awards, I gave it to Bright Star, the Ziegfeld Theater, which I drive all the way to Ogden, which is a long drive. So it would have to be, has to be worth it, you know, to drive almost an hour to see the show, but it totally was, they did an incredible job. And then I just saw it again at Hale Center Theater in Orem, which is the other way, about 35 minutes. And that was incredible too. They did an incredible job. Uh, I just love love this show and it's uh actually the the music was written by steve martin which is crazy oh I it's never not knew like that. a it's not yeah because he's like a bluesgrass player i don't know if you knew that but um uh but uh it's i've seen the the i've seen the broadway uh cast the touring company i saw that production and i saw it at the pioneer theater company i loved all four i've seen it i just love this show highly recommend look it up it's very underrated in my opinion i'm so glad you brought up bright star because i've never seen it but whenever it came out was it like eight years ago or whenever it was mm -hmm. i got super obsessed with like three songs mm -hmm. and i had them on repeat repeat and i haven't listened That's to it in probably seven years so after this i'm gonna go and get my bright star on 
Yeah. So then I, like I said, I saw Hunchback of Notre Dame twice. A friend had an extra ticket I, and I had just seen it like two weeks before at a different theater uh, at Hope Box Theater, which is an awesome theater. Hope Box Theater, this is in, uh, in Kaysville. So it's about 35 minutes up from where I live. And what they do is every show, they pick a person in the community that's fighting cancer and they donate to that person and ask people that are watching if they like the show to then also donate. And so it has a really amazing community feel. Anything you see, I saw Andy Get Your Gun here. I saw Hunchback of Notre Dame and the Drowsy Chaperone. And it was really cool when I saw the Drowsy Chaperone there, uh, they actually had the benefactor there because it was the closing night of the show. And they had him sit in the the chair and it was just, oh. I was crying. It was, oh it was yeah. moving. <laughs> And they're all taking lunch. They loved this person. It was beautiful. Um, but I think the Hunchback of Notre Dame is a major upgrade from the movie. Like I said, I, I think that the, they, the way they handle the gargoyles, the way they handle uh, Frollo, I don't know, just think it's so much better. So, yeah. Um, and then the, the, I saw the play, The 39 Steps, and I'm normally not a play person, but I love this play. It is so funny, uh, hilarious. It's kind of this take on the, the murder mystery, kind of Agatha Christie type murder mystery. It's so funny, highly recommend it. And I only really saw three plays. I saw Take, take Me Out, well, four. I saw The Best Christmas Pageant Ever, which is uh, super cute and adorable. That was my and, first play that I was in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah they should do that for Hallmark. It. I don't know why they haven't. Uh, yes, they 100% should. I yeah. love those Herdman kids. Yeah, I want to be in it. <laughs> so I saw that at Pleasant Grove Players. Uh, so that was great oh, for Christmas. It's so sweet, isn't it? It's such yeah. a heartwarming story. Perfect for that small, intimate venue. Um, and then I saw the 39 Steps and I saw the play that goes wrong, which was hilarious. That is and great. I love that. And that was at Center Point Legacy, where which is again so great. And um, uh, and then I saw Take Me Out on Broadway. So those were the plays that I saw. Um, and, uh, and then, like I said, I saw Drowsy Chaperone twice. I saw it once at Sarah Shell, uh, in Orem last year, which was great. And they did such a good job. And then, uh, and then I saw it at Hope Box just last week, uh, their final show. And it was oh, so good. And then that, the last one that I saw twice, yeah, the last one I saw twice was Company. And I saw it at Mid, Mid uh, Vale Main Street and they, it was so good. And then I saw it on Broadway where they gender swapped it. And that was also really great. And see Patty Lapone do Ladies Who Lunch, unbelievable. Uh, so <laughs> it's been a great year. I feel really privileged. I didn't even talk about everything. There were other shows, but it's just been so much fun. And uh, I just encourage everybody to support your local theaters find out I bet you there's ones that you don't even know about and uh, you'll have a great experience and it'll be super fun and uh and uh i don't know it's just a great goal so i, I encourage everybody to do it you're like okay i'm back baby I, i'm in it again yeah, We're doing yeah. it. ready for another year yes <laughs> But thank you so much for doing this and uh, for indulging me and uh, and talking theater. This was so much fun. Well, it was my utmost pleasure and honor. And I liked getting to see a show with you. And I hope we'll get to do it again soon. Maybe yeah. this time in your neck of the woods. 
Yes, that will be so much fun. So let us know if you're listening, what you think of all the different shows that we talked about, or what are some of your favorites, or if you've been able to go back since the uh, quarantine, I'd love to hear your experience and uh, in the comment section. And Jax, where can people find you? At Jacqueline C tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And make sure that you're following Rachel's Musings. That's my blog where I do the theater reviews if I'm going to do them or wrap-ups or whatever. So check out that. It's just my personal blog and it's it's fun. So check that out. And uh, thanks so much. Check out the Hallmarkies podcast and check out City Girls Pod. We have so much fun. And uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Break a leg. <laughs>